This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Uh, great to be back with you. It was a golden effort for Team Gold. They are 4-1 winners over Team Black in the championship game as you are listening to continuing coverage of the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. My name is David Bastel, and we'd like to hand over for more post-game analysis to Brock Richardson and the panel. Gentlemen, gold medal efforts for Team Gold. Take it away. A dominating performance by Team Gold, not only in this game, but uh, all tournament long. Gentlemen, I'm sitting here with uh, Cam Jenkins and Brett Wills. Thoughts on the gold medal game? Start with you, Cam. Um, well, once again, Jason Newha. Um, as the gold team goes, uh, so does Jason Newha. So I think he had a fantastic game. Uh, he was involved in most of the goals. Uh, Mario Ross, he came up with some big saves as well. Um, and I felt the defense did a really good job in shutting the team block down. So, um, you know, uh, he also had uh, Wyatt Harvey um, and Gilles Houlet. Uh, he was really good as well, um, just getting pucks to the net. Um, it was a good game by Team Gold. just want to point out, uh, at ice level right now, we saw from both teams the uh, stick salute to the crowd and also to each other. So nice to see that happen on the ice as well. Um, Phil Kessel not in the middle of that. Uh, from a Leaf perspective, but uh, Brett, thoughts? You got a feel for a, a guy like Lauren Weber. Um, he uh, didn't have much uh, much help here today. Um, the first period, uh, it looked fairly even, but uh, it, uh, it was the Jason Yuha show. Uh, all as, weekend long. All weekend long, we, we've seen him just chip in, and uh, he skated circles around everybody on the ice. And... Uh, the, the fact that this gentleman wears number 99, I, I can see why he likes the number 99. He reminds me of the great one, Wayne Gretzky. I guess we could kind of call him the great one of the Canadian blind uh, championship. championship. Um, just a phenomenal performance. Um, for me, uh, two things. Number one, if Lauren Weber is not part of the goaltending uh crew for uh, Team Canada, I would be shocked. Number two, I have to give credit where credit's due. I think Jeff Ryman uh, nailed it right on the head. Jason Yuha, MVP, but also, Jeff Ryman did that without even playing a game this tournament. Is there any doubt in either one of your mind that Jason Yuha is the MVP? I don't think so, Brock. Um, I, I mean, J Jeff has seen uh, some blind hockey before, uh, and I guess we hadn't. But, uh, you know, uh, Jason Yuha is just what a phenomenal athlete. Uh, the, just the awareness on the ice, he, uh, he's, he's uh, chipping in uh, wherever he can. Uh, his speed just all around, what a phenomenal hockey player. One of the last plays that happened uh, before the game was over, I think it was one of the last goals that uh, Team Gold uh, had. Uh, Anthony Siula uh, was kind of in a puck battle with uh, Jason Yuha, and then Jason Yuha won it, was going down the ice. And then it's like you could see Anthony Siula, and it's just kind of the effort went out of it because Anthony must have been so tired and went down and scored. So, you know, like... How can you not have Jason Yuha as the MVP? I like. There's just absolutely no doubt in my opinion that Jason Yuha has got to be the MVP of this tournament. I guess, guys, 
general general thoughts on the overall tournament. This is our first experience as being part of the neutral zone, as you all well know. Brad, I'll start with you. General thoughts. Oh, absolute eye-opener the entire weekend. Didn't know what to expect. Uh, had an idea in my head, and I was completely off base. It just... Uh, the, I, I've been saying all, all along, the poise and the athleticism, just uh, phenomenal, phenomenal athletes. And what an awesome experience I personally had myself, not only watching the games, but working with you gentlemen all weekend. Oh, that's so nice of you. The one thing I, I want to mention, Cam, is that the one thing that I often heard, you know, coming to this tournament was, oh, the, the pace of play must be... Uh, a step behind because those individuals obviously don't have the same vision as you know NHL hockey players but I'm here to tell you that the pace of play was exactly the same as what you would expect uh, camp thoughts on that absolutely uh, there's a few people that commented uh, you know if you were just passing by and watching the hockey and you weren't inside and you uh, didn't hear the um, bells uh, within the puck uh, you wouldn't even know that it was a blind hockey game. And because I played sledge hockey and I know uh, other people have, um, you know, had the expectation of, oh, it's not necessarily going to be good or it's going to be a lower level, um, I didn't come, any, uh, come in with any notions as to how this game was going to be. And the, especially the open division, this is probably one of the best tournaments that I have seen in a long time. All the games were competitive. You had overtimes. Um, the gold medal game, it was close. And the players, the tape-to-tape -tape passes that they made um, like for the entire tournament was just absolutely great. And the compete level was at a very high level. The one thing I want to talk to you both about is, okay, now the tournament's over. We've All medals have been decided. And, but there's that Team Canada spot looming for some for a lot of these athletes. Now that the tournament's over and they're all in the dressing room, what's going through the mind of those athletes as we get ready to listen to that announcement? I think what they're mostly getting ready for is is that they want to be on Team Canada, and that's what they're thinking about right now. Um, you know, winning the gold medal, I'm sure they are celebrating in there as we speak, and they're very proud of that, but I think that what they really want is to be on Team Canada. They want to put that jersey on with the Maple Leaf on front. Yeah, I think there's something special about putting the Maple Leaf on the front. Is, is there not, Brett? I, I think that it's an absolutely incredible honor and, and uh, a privilege to be able to wear the Maple Leaf on you representing your country. We, we live in the greatest country in the world and we have the greatest hockey programs in the world. And to be able to represent at a ho hockey event as a Canadian hockey player, uh, there's no better honor and privilege. Yeah, I think this is still uh, Canada's game for sure. And, and it was uh, proven. And I really, really hope, gentlemen, that we see this, uh, this sport in the... Paralympics in years to come because it needs to be there, doesn't it, Cam? Oh, it does, but what they have to do is they have to get more people playing and in other countries because unless you have quite a few countries that are playing it at a you know reasonably high level, you're not going to get to the Paralympics. And there's other factors involved as well, but you've got to get the people involved in other countries and be able to have enough countries to be able to get into the Paralympics. And we keep uh, beating a dead horse talking about sledge hockey, even though we're a a blind hockey 
uh, event. But uh, sledge hockey had come a very, very long way before it was recognized as a Paralympic sport and before it was recognized by Hockey Canada and by USA Hockey. And now we've got countries all across the world who are nipping at the heels of the Canadians and the, U- the U.S. program. So uh, it's only a matter of time before we have a, a blind hockey uh, league in all the major countries that, that participate in uh, ice hockey. Biggest surprise, gentlemen, of this tournament was what, Cam? Uh, that's a very good question. Are you talking about, um, like, from a player's perspective, or are you talking about, like... From a player's perspective, biggest surprise. Um, well, I think Team Red, um, you know, they were a surprise to me, um, and more so the goalie, um, Aaron Preval. I think that surprised me on how well uh, Aaron played um, through all of the games. Uh, because they lost the games uh, that they did in all of them, you uh, might think that the goalie wasn't good, but Aaron played absolutely great the entire tournament and made a huge saves time and time again so i think that's kind of what i think biggest player surprise for you brett uh i i think that uh the biggest player surprise for me would have to be vince ryan well what what a stalwart back on defense and the fact that he scored the winning goal in the bronze medal game just a phenomenal athlete uh offensively and defensively and and seems to be a very very good team leader and all-around great guy biggest surprise for me um was jason yuha and i'll tell you why because jason um this is only his second tournament overall and the way that he played the entire tournament you think he was playing for like 10 years um this guy's gonna win the mvp i want to bring dave bastel in here do you agree with me on that yeah 100 percent, brock uh, great analysis too the guy controlled the flow and did everything offensively speaking for team gold and was basically instrumental on on most of the offensive attack so uh, i i think that um we're looking at a surefire MVP. There's some pretty good candidates in goal. We saw this during the tournament and throughout uh, this gold medal game. Lauren Weber in uh, in the team black net was outstanding. Uh, I wanted to bring up from a point, and, and Brett, I'll, I'll ask you because you, you do have the goaltending experience here. A, a lot of times when we look at the team that doesn't win and we see the goal differential. We go, man, this goalie kept him in the game. And we've talked about we've talked about Aaron Perot in, in the team red net, Joey Cabral in the team yellow net, and of course Lauren Weber, who have all had great tournaments. But we haven't really talked about Mario Ross that much. The only thing he did was be perfect during this entire event. Are we are we kind of misguided a little bit by the offensive prowess of a Jason Uhall and we go, you know what, there's other factors of the gold victory and one of them might be the goaltender. I think so. And I mean, I've been on the end of uh, some very, very big victories and I've also been on the end of some really bad losses. And the thing about a goaltender is, Going through a tournament like this, you just you have to take things like ten minutes at a time. If you let in a bad goal, you got to shake it off real, real quick because they're coming at you again and again and again. And the thing about the, all these guys is, like I've been saying, the poise, the dedication, the, the character. Just as you can tell on the ice, they've just they've done nothing but 
I've been absolutely amazed. And all we saw that this weekend was it was almost like, oh, ho-hum, gold wins again. Yeah. Oh, ho-hum, gold wins again. And the thing for that is the goalie, yeah, as much as he didn't have to do a lot because there was a lot of offense, but you got to remember the goaltender can fall asleep at times too. So to keep your, your focus, Cam, I'll let you take that because we've talked about it a little bit. Yep. To keep your focus is really, really tough, is it not? It's very tough. And I remember uh, playing goal for the Cruisers, and it was one of the rep teams. And I only had four or five shots a game. And that's all I had for a lot of the years that I played on the rep team. And it was very hard to focus when they were coming down on a breakaway because a lot of the times if they ended up getting a shot on that, it was it was a breakaway. So it was very hard to be able to focus in and try to, you know, keep warm and uh, be able to make the saves. So I th- me personally, I think with Team Gold, uh, Mary Ross... Uh, obviously had a bit of work but didn't sure. have a lot of work and it was the offense that kind of carried it because a lot of the times uh, the ice was tilted uh, in the gold medal game and it was down in the uh, black end so yeah so I think that's why we haven't really talked a lot about Mario Ross and I and I could honestly maybe count uh, not quite on a full two hands how many times Nico mentioned Mario Ross because yes. it just he wasn't involved, and not not from a negative perspective, but just because his team had such a big offense and good defense that it, you know, he he really wasn't called upon. But when he was, he was there. Yeah, he certainly was. Once again, Team Gold victorious in the gold medal game, four to one winners over Team Black. Let's go into the dressing room with our man Jeff Ryman with a post game interview. I'm here with gold medalist on the gold winning team, um, Sean Heslip. Uh, very good tournament throughout the whole uh, event this whole weekend. Uh, undefeated. You guys were undefeated, and now you have a gold medal to celebrate. Uh, how does it feel? feels amazing. Uh, I think it's truly a pleasure to, be, to have been a part of that team. And a huge amount of the credit for that goes to Paul, who's the coach, but also the, uh, the two guys that he brought with him, Streetcar and Joe. Uh, it's an amazing team, and they kept the vibe no matter what was going on. We were all on the same page. And I was waiting for you outside that change room, and I guess Coach Paul was giving a little bit of a speech. Are you able to share any of that with us, and what did he say to you guys? Paul takes this incredibly seriously, uh, which makes it so much fun for us because, uh, my, like myself, I never grew up playing hockey, so to have somebody who is a coach, who has experience, who takes it seriously, the speech at the end, he gets emotional because it means something to him, and he said he looks forward to this weekend so much. So a big part of that speech was literally sort of making us pat ourselves on the back, but also just expressing gratitude for having been with us, and it's very true what he expresses. He's a, he's a great guy. <laughs> And obviously you guys were undefeated, as I mentioned previously, uh, having a great team on the ice. What was it like playing with some of those players? Things just seemed to click. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, Well, I think everybody pulled their weight in different ways. Some of us more weight than others. But uh, Jason especially uh, is a pleasure to watch and to play with. And he's also just a really humble guy. So that's a good combination. He's probably the best player and also, you know, a nice guy. And then beyond that, like Wyatt was on defense and he's a very strong skater. So just strategically people were doing what they needed to do and try and be in the right place um yeah i think it gelled really well and finally you were saying to me before off the air that you've barely gotten a chance to play hockey at all this year um uh, what have you been up to i mean we've you're a very friendly uh, voice to our airwaves uh, can you just give us an update of uh, what you're up to these days well uh this has been the second year of my phd in counseling psychology at ubc and uh the second year has been probably three or four times as challenging i'm working part-time and doing school full-time 
And uh, so I work and go to school four days a week, and then the three days that I'm off, I'm sitting at my computer 12 hours a day just writing. And so that has left, I think I've cooked for myself twice since January. So just a lot of poor eating, not much exercise, playing hockey three times, and then attempting to keep up with the pace that has been set at the Open this year uh, has been challenging. But I'm, I'm almost done the second year. I assume I'll slowly start to exist again. And uh, hopefully next year I'll be back to a slightly faster pace. Uh, life of a student. Thanks so much, Sean, and enjoy this moment. Thanks, Jeff, thanks a lot. I appreciate you guys a lot. Thanks so much, Jeff. Uh, and you know what, guys? Uh, going back to the panel, and we'll we'll add Jeff Ryman to this conversation. A lot of honesty in that uh, conversation, heartfelt. And I'd love to have been in the dressing room, Cam, when when the coach actually spoke to the team and and, and spoke about what this weekend and and what this tournament's meant to him personally, and uh, and to be in the victorious Team Gold room. Absolutely. Uh, there's nothing like a good um, coach to be able to do a good speech uh, right before a gold medal game and it really sounds that this coach it means a lot to him so I'm sure it was very heartfelt speech and was able to obviously get his team up and uh, ready for the gold game I'm so happy to hear uh, the coach get recognized because yep. I often find that as much as athletes we appreciate the coach sometimes in those moments of the interview we forget to acknowledge the uh, the coach and the efforts the coach put in. So really, really happy to see that uh, the coach was recognized because it needs to happen. And we get so wrapped up in, in the sport itself. We sometimes forget about the human element. And the human element of any sport is so important. Good thought. Jeff? Yeah, when I was talking to uh, Sean down in the uh, near the change room, I could hear the coach give it a great speech. So I knew I had to talk to him about that because I feel like that's a great... A uh, very important part of uh, after you win a championship is uh, we saw it earlier in the bronze medal game when Vince Ryan went over and bear hugged his coach. Uh, I, I think a lot of credit goes to the coaches and, and, and obviously the players as well as they gel together so quickly. And that, that gold team who, who actually won the gold medal, go figure, uh, did an outstanding job. And they, they were flying. The skill level was off the charts. They were uh, by far, I think, the fastest team. I know, Cam, you want to add something to this. Well, yeah, I know with the last game, uh, what we did is we um, uh, recognized the coaches. So I think that we should uh, definitely uh, recognize the coaches that were just on the uh, uh, gold and silver medal team. So um, I'll uh, start with the team black. Um, it's uh, Jason Rakovitas from Toronto. Uh, we have Brock Quarrington from Toronto, Ontario. Uh, Mahesh Sood from Toronto, Ontario. Greg Mannion from Toronto, Ontario. And then we also have Dennis Mayberry, and that is from Hebrew de Montreal. And then for Team Gold, for the coaching staff, uh, we have uh, Paul Kierens, um Joe McCallion from Toronto, Ontario, uh, Kieran Mahali from Toronto, Ontario, uh, Jeff Street from the Toronto Ice Owls, and finally, Sylvian Odette, and that is from Hebrew de Montreal. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. 
Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.